Hi, this is Bannon Backus, and before the show, I just want to quickly thank you for listening. Every single listen is a big deal to me and means a lot. Also, if you enjoyed the show, I would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to like and follow The Gone Show on Facebook. And now that The Gone Show has beaten the odds and been able to use a large trench coat, fake glasses, and false mustache to sneak into Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Um, subscribing to and reviewing the show on whichever of those services you might use would be much appreciated too. I know that all of that liking, subscribing, and reviewing might not seem like a big deal, but it really does help to support the show. So thanks again for listening, and I'll now leave you to The Gone Show. Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. Tonight, we'll be discussing what can be a rather permanent means of settling a disagreement. That's right, we're talking about duels. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and welcome to the Gone Show. Tonight, my guests are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Hello. John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834 and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. Hi! And Orson Escanaba, who is a yeti and is joining us for his second visit to the show. My previous experience was not entirely unpleasant. An endorsement that glows like a lightning bug plastered to a car windshield. Now, if memory serves, your reason for first appearing on the show, Mr. Escanaba, was to establish a relationship between yetis like yourself and mankind. Uh, Have you had any success in that regard? Indeed, I have not. However, I have experienced a profound lack of respect. Oh, really? Well, maybe we can help in some way. Can you provide us with an example? Your people seem completely incapable of accepting assistance. Well, I know that pride can get in the way with some people, but it's great to hear that support is apparently a focus of your diplomatic efforts. And over and over again, when the time comes for me to make certain that people are aware of their flaws, they become extraordinarily disrespectful. People can be very unpredictable. And I recall a recent encounter with a female journalist. I informed her that the hair on her upper lip would be more flattering if the rest of her body was covered with just as much hair. Yeah, I'm afraid most people would definitely consider that a rude thing to say. It would have been better to let her live on in ignorance, and oblivious to the welcome mat leading to her nostrils. Insanity. Drivel. I'm often bested by curiosity. Was the old girl's mustache bigger than mine? It was rather like a third eyebrow. Moving on, I'm sure you've either read about it or seen it played out in films. Man insults man, man tosses out the word honor, man fights man with a pistol or sword, and the word for it is duel. 
Star the Duel, Cavalier Combat, Contest of Cachet, Brouhaha of Blokes. If I had one regret, it would be that I never entered into a duel. So if you look at a duel as two people engaging in personal combat with mutually agreed upon weapons at a mutually agreed upon time and place, the duel can be traced back hundreds and hundreds of years. But the widespread popularity of dueling in Europe began in the early 1500s when Francis I, King of France, challenged Charles V, Emperor of Germany, to a duel. And who won? Actually, that duel never took place. What a couple of pussycats! The Yeti would never abide such cowardice. Do Yetis practice dueling? Indeed they do, and it is not the vague affair you're describing. The specifics are not determined by the whims of the combatants. A Yeti duel is defined by rules passed down for more than 100 generations. What is the Yeti word for duel? The revered dueling tradition of the Yeti is known as Boom Shakalaka. Wow, great name. It begins when a challenge is made. A challenge that takes the form of one Yeti pulling a clump of fur from another and then consuming it in a tepid broth. Chef, oh boy, R.D. So the Yeti challenged has no choice but to accept the challenge? Of course not. We are Yeti. Dutiful. Honorable. Plucky. Plucky? Hmm. At first light of the second day, the combatants meet at the base of the tallest hill or mountain within sight of where the challenge was made. There and then begins... Shaboom. Uh, shaboom. Like the timeless classic by the chords. I have no idea what it is talking about. Shaboom refers to the verbal onslaughts traded by the combatants prior to the physical altercation. Ritualistic trash talking. I have a newfound respect for the Yeti. And rightfully so. What's the best bit of wordplay that you knew of? And I once was witness to a combatant who referred to his opponent as a Sasquatch. And that's quite an insult in your neck of the woods. And there is none greater. Good to know. Once Shaboom concludes, Boom Shakalaka begins, and the combatants battle one another to the death, using the most sacred weapon of the Yeti, an inviolable weapon used by our race since the inception of this ancient custom. And what is that weapon? Rocks. Well, I suppose you would look a bit barmy swinging a rapier. Uh, when I was a schoolboy, my favorite type of rock was igneous. I suppose igneous rocks make for as good of a transition as anything else, so we'll return after this short break. If you're like me, there's nothing that you love as much as a good cup of coffee, except for sexual intercourse. For those who enjoy putting their hands around a hot cup of coffee just as much as they do putting their hands around a hot body, it's my pleasure to introduce Hot Grind, the complete line of sexual products that all incorporate coffee. For those who appreciate a slow brew, our extensive line of coffee-scented body lotion is sure to become the best part of waking, or should I say, staying up. 
For those who like to get dressed up first, we offer a complete line of playful evening wear. From our naughty barista costume to our brassieres featuring cups made from coffee filters. And any responsible lovemaker would do well to consider our French press tickler. A condom that features not only bumps and protrusions designed for increased pleasure, but also a latex construction infused with 175 milligrams of caffeine. Visit your local adult bookstore and bring home a hot grind product today. When your partner asks if you stopped on the way home for a cup of coffee, smile and just tell that special someone that something's brewing. Puppies, what's not to like? Nothing. At Piddle, we know that. And that's why we offer each one of our customers one puppy a month, delivered right to their doorsteps. With Piddle, it's like Christmas every four weeks. In fact, just like a Christmas surprise, you won't even know the breed of the puppy that you'll receive as we make our selections based upon breeding trends and market values. Of course, for those who have not already sniffed the anal gland of Piddle, so to speak, you may be wondering what it is that you're going to do with so many puppies. Well, Piddle is a proud partner with cosmetic testing laboratories across the world, so we're able to happily accept back any and all animals once they've grown older and become less cute. And yes, we're happy to accept them back with open arms through the mail. As a special offer to new customers, visit Piddle online today and subscribe for a minimum of three months and you'll receive a free cosmetic product of your choice that's guaranteed to have been made possible with the help of a returned Piddle pet. Piddle. One puppy a month for as long as you'd like. One less puppy whenever you like. What's not to like? Welcome back to The Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Here is Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Orson Escanaba, and tonight's topic is dueling. Uh, The only duel with which I'm even remotely familiar is the one between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Yeah, that's probably the most famous American duel with, of course, Burr, who was vice president of the United States at the time, killing Hamilton. Why does all of this make me thirsty for milk? You're probably thinking of the first commercial for the Got Milk advertising campaign. I was actually going to bring it up. It aired in 1993 and relied heavily upon the Burr-Hamilton duel. Ah. Interesting fact about that commercial, it was directed by Michael Bay. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. Another interesting fact, dueling was especially popular in France. There, from the late 1500s to the early 1600s, the number of deaths from dueling is estimated to have been between 4,000 and 10,000. Are you serious? Those white flaggers? Yeah, as a matter of fact, they even took dueling to new heights, so to speak. In 
1808, two Frenchmen carried by balloons fought a duel about half a mile in the air. One punctured the other's balloon with a shot, and his opponent and his opponent's passenger plummeted to their death. Wait a moment. This is the French we're talking about. Was there a woman involved? Um, yes. They were fighting over an opera dancer. I knew it. They both wanted to make tadpoles with the same woman. Death preceded by balloon puncture. Yet he remained committed to boom shakalaka. Uh, weren't there any laws against dueling to prevent the skies from raining down balloons and bodies? Yeah, dueling was often outlawed, but apparently a legal system would usually turn a blind eye to it. Uh, so what brought an end to it? It seems as though people were having a good time with it. What with the balloons and everything? Well, one thought is that World War I was largely responsible for drastically reducing the type of duel we've been focusing on tonight. Uh, boom shakalaka, not so much. Indeed not. So some believe that the horrors of the First World War led people to reevaluate what they wanted their cultures to look like. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, thank you for taking the time to answer my question in such an informative and thoughtful manner. You're welcome, Jay. You don't have to thank me. I'm just making a conscious effort to be as polite as is possible. All of this talk about dueling has me a little on edge. For what it's worth, you're one of the most polite people I know, Jay. Now, John, on the other hand... Why, you filthy bugger! You might understand that your people no longer duel. So, the most recent documented duel that I was able to find record of took place in... Uruguay in 1971. It involved two former generals, both of whom had recently lost the same presidential election. Each fired his pistol twice and missed his opponent twice. Dear pussycats. Well, we are almost to the end of tonight's show, and before we go, I'd like to get everyone's take on the elimination of dueling from at least Western culture. Is it a good thing? Uh, Mr. Escanaba, I'd like you to know that I mean no offense by what I'm about to say. Okay. I can't help but think of dueling as a rather barbaric way of settling a dispute. When I was still in the business world and I sensed an impending conflict, I would immediately defuse the situation with either coffee or ice cream, depending upon the time of day. Coffee or ice cream? I don't like to argue, and I also enjoy coffee and ice cream. There's nothing wrong with that, Jay. Coffee and dessert are not dangerous. Tell that to your cardiologist. If I was able, I would jump at the opportunity to duel. Pistols, swords, rocks. The training I could give you would make you indomitable. It sounds like a fantastic time to be had. I duel anyone. A vicar, a social worker, anyone. And there you have it, the duel. 
18th century wordsmith Samuel Johnson once stated, quote, A man may shoot a man who invades his character, as he may shoot him who attempts to break into his house, end quote. But for better or worse, today most character assassination is done by strangers, which makes dueling too much work for most people. So I don't think we'll be seeing a resurgence anytime soon. Was this Samuel Johnson a yeti? Nope. I thank my guests and listeners. Good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.